Welcome to The King's Table, a podcast out of Kingsville Church in Boston, where we seek to elevate the Bible over opinion, answering the questions you have. I'm your host, Jonathan Mosley. We've recently gone through a series at our church called By Design on Marriage, Sex, and Singleness. We filled in questions from our church, and today's question is, how much chemistry is necessary for a relationship? Enjoy. Well, this is an important question, but it's also nuanced. Is this question being asked for someone who's thinking about dating another person who's been in a relationship for a little while or who is currently married? So this answer is going to look different depending on the context. So let's try to tackle this. Let me start with someone who is thinking about asking someone out for a date. I want to ask this question up front. If you're someone who is single and you've been asked out on a date, What's the main reason for why you'd say yes? Just curious to know what you would say. Or if you're someone who is single and wanting to ask someone out on a date, what's the main reason for why you'd want to initiate and ask that person on a date in the first place? And I hope the main catalyst for why you would initiate or why you'd say yes, I hope it's because you've seen godliness in him or her and that's what's driving your decision. But I'm afraid there's something else actually that drives singles and it's not godliness. Uh, something else that's driving singles to say yes or to initiate, you know, asking someone out on a date, and it's this, it's it's attraction. Now, don't get me wrong. We're going to circle back to attraction, and attraction holds its proper place in relationships, but when we make attraction the springboard for everything else, when it becomes the foundation of the relationship, that's when things get really dangerous. You know, we watch movies, and of course, all these movies have good-looking characters in them. Uh, I mean, if they weren't good-looking, they probably wouldn't have been cast in the first place. And these movies teach us that romance is ultimate. You know, it, it's interesting because the rom-com movies usually end, you know, the credits begin to roll after the marriage ceremony. <laughs> but there's there's movies in Hollywood, and then there's the reality of the characters uh, uh, of Hollywood, right? There, there's... Uh, there's what the movies teach us, but then like once you look at the relationships of real-life Hollywood people, they tell a different story, right? And the reality is that many marriages in Hollywood, they end in divorce. And that's because the real work begins after the ceremony. Uh, and yet we're taught that attraction, is all, if it can get you to the finish line, which is the marriage ceremony, everything else is just going to work itself out. It'll, attraction will get us through any bump. But it's not attraction that does that. It's not attraction that solves every problem or that wrinkles out, uh, that irons out every wrinkle or that gets us through every speed bump. What does, uh, what, what does allow a relationship to persevere and continue to be steadfast and to be uh, unshakable, it's not attraction, but it's love. But the question is, well, what is love? And we're going to let the Bible define it, not culture. So this, let's take a look here at what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. He, he writes this. He says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now notice what Paul does not say about love. He does not say, Love is the butterfly feeling you get in your stomach when you look at the other person. He does not say love is being magnets to one another in attraction. That's not what he says about love. It's not based on what Paul says. Uh, 
inspired by, by God. Love is not attractional. Love is actional. And the problem with making attraction as the foundation is that you're building a relationship on the wrong thing right off the bat. So going back to that question, what's driving someone's initial yes to being asked out on a date? Or what's driving someone to courageously initiate and ask someone out on a date? I hope more than anything, it's because they have eyes to see past the physical to the spiritual, that they're looking at the heart and they like what they see. The starting place, the foundation of a relationship should not be, are they attractive? It should be, are they godly? Now, while you're young, you're, you're hardly thinking about aging. But give it time and your hair is going to start to turn. Your body's going to change. Wrinkles are, are going to start to come in. And that's okay. That's natural. I'm going to listen to Solomon here, the wisest person to ever live besides Jesus. And Solomon is writing to his son. He's giving some advice on the kind of wife he should be looking for. And this is what he says. He says, charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeing. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Are you looking for someone that's attractive? Are you looking for someone who's godly? I'm talking to the young men now for a moment in our church and even beyond our church. Do you have the right set of eyes when you're looking at single women in our church? Are you looking at her beauty that is fleeing on the outside? Or are you looking at the incorruptible beauty that comes from a heart that loves her God? Are you looking for a 10 physically? Be careful about that. Because who's to say you're a 10? And, and, and trust me, whatever she is or whatever you are and whatever number you'd give yourself, give it time. And the number on both sides are going to drop. That's because beauty is fleeing. We're called to look at the virtues on the inside, the virtues of Christ's likeness, how the heart has been shaped and molded and how it looks like Jesus. And let, let that be what compels you to say yes if someone asks you out on a date. Or let that be what compels you to ask someone out on a date. Go for godliness over attraction any day. And it's important to know it's important to know that attraction actually can grow, and it does grow over time. You might have asked someone out on a date, and uh, and there there hasn't been any attraction. Even after a few dates, there still isn't attraction. But I, I would I would encourage you. Maybe there's not initial attraction, but you know there's tons of godliness there. I would I would encourage you don't pull away quite yet, because you're praying, and hopefully you've been doing this all along. But as you're praying and going out on dates, and as you're praying and submitting this budding relationship to the Lord, right, don't underestimate what the Holy Spirit might do in this relationship. Think about a glow stick for a moment. You open the package. You hold something that's very ordinary. There's no color. It's clear. There's nothing there. But then something happens. You know, you got this glow stick. Something happens. You, you snap it. And what happens is it begins to glow, right? These, these two... Uh, chemicals were on separate sides of the stick, snapping it brings them together, and now there's color, right? I, I mentioned this illustration because this is what the Holy Spirit can do. And I, I know couples actually who have testified to this, that in the midst of their dating, as they've sought the Lord, as they prayed for the Holy Spirit's guidance, even though there wasn't, quote-unquote, initial attraction, the Holy Spirit works in their hearts and awakens desire and attraction in them, in the midst of them dating. So, I would say uh, don't put too much stock in initial attraction and give the Holy Spirit some room to work in your hearts if you don't find it there. Okay. Well, now we go into a different category. 
what about those who have been dating exclusively and for a little while now, but attraction still isn't there? All right, so now this is beyond initial getting to know you. This is, you know, this goes this goes more to a relationship that's been established for a little while, and yet you've prayed, you've you sought God for guidance, and there just still isn't attraction there. What do you do? All right, well, I'm hoping that whoever is experiencing this lack of attraction has protected the other person's heart in the midst of this. And you protect that person's heart by not going certain places in conversation so their heart doesn't get too emotionally attached. And you protect their heart by not going certain places physically. And we'll spend another podcast on healthy boundaries and dating. But if you've prayed and you've given the Holy Spirit time to work in your heart and attraction still isn't there, then I would say it's wise to step away from the relationship. And hopefully you've honored one another through clarity, through intentionality, uh, with, uh, with respect. Uh, so, but, but attraction uh, in this situation, I, I would say you would want it there before you go into anything further like engagement. And Song of Solomon depicts a bride and a groom who delight in one another. Not just physically, and they're connecting spiritually and emotionally, but it's not less than delighting in one another physically. And, and sex in the context of marriage is a good and glorious thing. The Bible calls us to pursue it. And, uh, you know, speaking, trying to speak modestly here, there is an element that physical attraction plays in getting the body ready for sex. And so if you're, if you're not finding physical attraction uh, within the relationship after it's been some time and knowing that you're going to want that for a marriage, then I'd say it's probably best to step away. Okay, but now we come to a third category. What about those who are not married? Now, if you're not married, I still want you to stay tuned because perhaps this is the message we need to hear the most when it comes to feelings inside of marriage. John Piper writes in his book, Momentary Marriage, that marriage is not about staying in love. It's about staying in covenant. And what he means by that is marriage is not about you. Marriage is a drama. Uh, it's a it's a place, so to speak, where actors come together that point beyond uh, itself to a greater reality, right? In fact, Ephesians five, Paul lays out that marriage, the earthly marriage, points to Jesus and the church. So, earthly marriage points beyond itself to a heavenly marriage. The husband in a marriage plays the role as the one who sacrificially and selflessly provides, cares for, protects his bride, which is what Jesus does for his bride, the church. So the husband is to model Jesus in this marital relationship. And the wife gladly comes alongside her husband, following his leadership to help carry out the God-given vision for the family. And the wife's role in marriage points to how the church is supposed to respond to Jesus. So when you look at this relationship, Jesus as the groom and the church as the bride, this is a covenantal commitment that should be expressed in the husband and wife marriage. It's an unbreakable bond. The bonds of marriage are only dissolvable by death. Now, there's exceptions, such as abuse and abandonment and adultery, where divorce is permissible. But marriage is an unbreakable bond. They're, these bonds are not to be dissolved by, ah, it just no longer feels right. <laughs> these bonds are not to be broken by, ah, I'm just not attracted to them anymore. No, this, this, this relationship, it's, it's covenantal. What's keeping my marriage intact? Say if my wife gets into a bad accident and her limbs have to be amputated. Right? I've, I've pledged to serve her for better or for worse. 
So what's keeping that together? You see, dating and marriage in our culture, it's seen as self-serving. Doesn't work for me. If I don't like it, no longer makes me happy, no longer keeps me satisfied, I'm out. But the Bible calls us to a servant mindset, right? What's keeping my marriage intact, if that were to happen to my wife, it's not chemistry that's holding the relationship together. It's covenantal commitment. And just one more word on on chemistry, because I want us to have the right expectations for chemistry when we're in a relationship. And I just want to I just want to mention that chemistry often has an ebb and flow in any relationship, especially marriage. If we're if we're talking about chemistry as what's drawing me to my spouse, well, there's going to be days where Chelsea and I have great chemistry, but that's that's because she's been aware of my needs and I've been aware of hers, and we work to put the other's needs above our own. Philippians chapter two tells us to have the same mindset as Jesus did. He died humbly as a criminal on the cross, and he served others in love, even at the cost of his life. And this is what we bring into marriage. Am I attracted to Chelsea physically when I'm around her? Yes, but that's hardly the thing that has the strongest pull when it comes to me being drawn to her and her being drawn to me. It's her Christ-likeness, and I would say it's my Christ-likeness. When she sees that in me, that's what brings us together. In fact, physical attractiveness can be present. I can be in the same room as her and physically attracted to her. But if we've been at each other's heels all day and we're not experiencing oneness emotionally or spiritually, the room still feels a little icy, right? We're not necessarily feeling drawn to one another in that moment. And this is when there's a need for repentance and forgiveness. My point is, if we're thinking about chemistry as what's drawing me to that other person, it has an ebb and flow, and there's many more factors and variables involved than just physical attraction. So if, I, if I'm summing this up, here, here's what I would say. The big question of how much chemistry is necessary for a relationship, here's what I'd say. Look for godliness over attractiveness. Make sure you're being conditioned more by the Bible than culture when it comes to your expectations. Give the Holy Spirit room to work in your heart to bring attraction and also know that attraction does have a proper place in a relationship. But also, chemistry does not hold a relationship together if you're choosing to define chemistry by physical beauty. It's Christ's likeness and commitment that hold a relationship together. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast on how much chemistry is necessary for a relationship. Glad you could join us at the King's Table. If you'd like more resources or information about Kingshill Church, you can visit us at www.kingshillboston.com.